0: Welcome to another production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Today your host is Dr. Jan Vidal. She is an educator, author, curriculum designer, and a specialist in neural development. Dr. Jan has spent 20 years encouraging, educating, and inspiring families through her company, Little Giant Steps. So, whether you have a typical gifted, or struggling learner, these weekly Brain Coach Tips will help you discover foundational keys to make learning and life easier through the neurodevelopmental approach. And now, welcome your host for today. Hello everyone, it's Jan Vidal, the Little Giant Steps Brain Coach.
1: Welcome back for this week's Brain Coach Tip. God has given me revelation about how to make the brain work better. And I'm happy to be here to share it with you. Over the last 20 plus years, I've seen thousands of families incorporate the neurodevelopmental approach and see amazing results. I have seen frustrated parents become encouraged and defeated kiddos with a new confidence in themselves. My goal today is to equip you with some brain changing tips and techniques, as well as resources that can enhance your child's functional abilities. As I shared with you in podcast number one, I know the grief of losing a child as well as the grief of not knowing how to help her with function and learning challenges when she was here on earth. I'm asking you to share the link to this podcast with friends and family. There may be someone in your extended circle that is crying out for some help for their situation like I was. You just never know when you might be the link God wants to use so another family can get the help they're praying for. Now, let's delve into the subject of when a child struggles with visual issues. Last week, I gave you the overview of the profile that we use as neurodevelopmentalists to look for root causes. We look at the sensory input of the tactile system, the auditory and visual, and the motor output. That means the fine motor, the expressive language, and the gross motor. If you didn't listen to the one last week on tactility, I want to encourage you to do that because it has such a profound effect on all of these other areas. And also, you want to look at input, input, input. That's what we believe. When you get information in, it changes the brain and you have better function. There are nine levels of development in the visual aspect as well you've got the structure of the profile from basically birth to 7 years old and then some accelerated levels it looks at the brain function from the spinal cord all the way to the cortex or the thinking part of the brain each level is dependent on a previous level so if there's a glitch there's a ripple effect on the function these categories are all interrelated the visual obviously affects the ability to read and write correctly as well. For ways you can do some of the investigation on your own of how your child is currently functioning in all of these areas, be sure to visit our sponsor at littlegiantsteps.com and look for the Nerd Development Indie DVD. This is a two-hour seminar that will give you developmental overview and what you can do as a parent to help the child to the next level of development. So again, that's littlegiantsteps.com for help and hope for progress for your child, whether they are typically developing, gifted, or struggling. Again, with the visual part of the profile, there are nine steps or nine levels of progression from birth to adulthood where we're building these nerve pathways so the function is better. Each step along the way builds upon the previous steps of development. The development moves from light reflex, where the pupil is responding at birth, through the development of eye tracking and convergence. That's the eyes working together. We're going to go into each of these in detail. It also includes levels of visual memory and the accelerated visual function as we go through that profile. Let's start with just past the light reflex, which is level two, and outline. When the infant is born, it can see basically contrast. Black and white are the best kinds of contrast. It doesn't really fill in the details until a little bit later. These black and white patterns actually help the vision develop as the child looks at that and focuses on it. Next, after patterns or contrast the child responds best to faces and that's usually about you know 15 18 inches away and at this point they're typically on their stomach and doing horizontal tracking so moving from side to side when they're on their belly at level 3 on the profile we look at the detail vision this is a function of the midbrain level which is when the child is up on their hands and knees. We look at the development here of the macular or the central vision and see how that's developing because it can cause a lot of challenges later on. And I'm seeing a lot of children that don't have good central detail vision. This central detail vision, in our opinion, is a developmental aspect. And if someone is poor with detail vision, They might be able to read the first and last letter of a word, but have difficulty seeing the middle of the word. Functionally, this person may have poor depth perception. This could cause problems with writing, coloring within the lines, and writing on the line. And it can cause problems like being able to catch a ball. All of these activities are controlled by that central or macular vision. The symptoms that is noticed the most is when the child doesn't look at you when you're talking to him. This is really not an obedience issue. They can't see in the center, so they may move their eyes toward you, and then pretty soon they're looking like they're looking over your shoulder. If you notice this, this might be a central detail issue. I discuss this more in podcast number 17, Making Reading Easier, and in number 2, the neurodevelopmental approach. I encourage you to go back and listen to those. This midbrain level of normal development is when a baby is up on his hands and knees and creeping everywhere in the house. It's really the most optimum for this to happen for several hours a day for at least four to six months. So it's really not good that the child gets up and starts cruising and walking without going through this step. This is why a lot of children are missing this detailed vision. This is an important activity for developing the central act as well as the vertical tracking. So when they're on their hands and knees, they're not only doing horizontal tracking, but they're looking up at things high above them and down low at toys that are in front of them. When vertical eye tracking is not working well, a person might skip lines frequently when they're reading. Have you ever seen someone that's just distracted by every little movement? A bird flies by, you know, their total attention is out the window. They might seem to see everything in the room comment on visual stuff all the time. This is a sign of hyperperipheral vision, meaning they're seeing too much. They're taking in too much information that's coming from the periphery or on the edges instead of seeing what's coming right there in front of them. This can cause them to do things like dangle a string in the air and just like to see it move. What this does is create endorphins that is the happy juice you get when you run. The bad thing is if you do that all day, it can take you into type of autistic-like symptoms, which are really bad. So they're doing some stimming, anything that they can get their hands on, shoelaces or socks or anything like that, if they dangle it to the side and move it, they're probably playing with their peripheral vision. Another thing that's an indicator of this, if the child gets too close to the television or if they're down on the ground and they just run their trucks back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, they're perseverating or just focusing on that visual stimulation, which can be very bad. I had an adult tell me one time that they obviously had this issue but they didn't even know it or what it was called. They just knew the symptoms of it and what they had to do. They were taking a test one time for teacher recertification and the test was given in a high school classroom where the desks were, you know, right next to each other and a lady next to her, where she was taking the test was kicking her foot back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the lady described, I, I would read a sentence over to the right, and then I'd go back to the get to the next sentence, and I all I'd see is this movement over here of the lady's foot. She literally had to take her hand and put over her face to block her peripheral vision on that side so that she could finish the test. So she was compensating for this inefficiency, but it's really best to just get rid of it. On that neurodevelopmental DVD, it talks about an activity that can help you normalize that central vision so they don't miss these things like eye contact, writing on a line, space between their lines is correct instead of too big or too small. Sometimes the children can't even make their letters the right size especially if they're doing print instead of cursive. If you have a young child, an infant, I want to encourage you to look on the Little Giant Steps store. Search infants to find the large 11 by 18 inch black and white patterns that we have there. My five month old granddaughter has been looking at over 80 different patterns and 20 wacky faces for several months. It really makes tummy time enjoyable and makes a terrific shower gift if you're, you know, somebody that's having a baby. The fourth level of the profile is called stereopsis. This is where the eyes work in stereo together or converge. The image from one eye is put directly over the image from the other eye when your eyes are converging correctly. You can actually check for convergence By just getting a little object and putting it out about 18 inches from the bridge of the nose, bringing it in to about two and a half inches, and watch the eyes. Are they coming in together? And then as you go back out, are they coming back out together? If one goes off to the side or goes in toward the nose, you know those eyes are not converging like they're supposed to. Our belief is that that is a developmental issue. It's a brain-eye issue, and with practice, you can make that convergence work better. Some symptoms that come with convergence issues is a history of headaches or eyes that get tired when reading. A person might even have a good reading ability, but doesn't like to read. I even had one mom say, he just closes one of his eyes when he reads. That's a pretty severe issue. Because that child knows that if he has both eyes open, things get blurry or there's a double image. And so he just turns one of them off by winking his eye. These are all indications that there is likely a convergence problem. And the eyes are getting overly stressed when they try to focus. Another indicator of convergence issues, if you notice the eyes floating out or crossing, when the child is sick or very tired. I must have had this issue as a child. Because my mom would always know. If I was faking or not. When I was said I was sick. And didn't want to go to school. She could tell. Because one of my eyes turned out a little bit. When I was sick. No fooling mom right. If the eyes don't converge together. The person will have poor depth perception. So it can cause problems with driving. I've had somebody that. Knock the mirror off of their car because they got too close to a mailbox, because they didn't know where they were in space. It can also affect sports. It can be very disappointing, too, when you're playing baseball and you can't hit the ball because you can't tell the depth perception. It can be kind of damaging to the individual. The next few levels are basically where we tend to interact with our children. Picture identification is level five. This is the level which the child sees and is able to identify objects from just a picture. After they can identify a picture, like a picture of a bear or an elephant or anything like that, the child is working on the next level, which is symbol identification. As soon as they can identify one numeral, letter, word, or environmental symbol, then they're working at the symbol identification. You know, American children are really pretty good at knowing where McDonald's is. They spot those golden arches and they know that McDonald's is in the vicinity. They can also recognize environmental symbols like a restroom sign, whether it's a woman or man restroom, or if it's a restaurant that they visit frequently, or familiar stores like Walmart or Sonic, those kind of things. And also, Street signs, like stop signs, yield, one way, those kind of things they can recognize early. One thing you can do to help this is called a logo flash. So you just go onto the website and get the basic symbol for the different places that you go by. And you print them and put them on a card. Then you're going to flash them to the child and tell them what it is uh, about a minute, twice a day. And pretty soon, they'll be able to discriminate between those different signs. And you'll see when you're out driving around and you go by, they'll start to recognize that and call them out to you. This is really the first thing that needs to happen, this visual discrimination between one sign and another. That has to happen before you can really do reading well. So... That's a good visual discrimination kind of activity in working on those symbols. You can go to Numbers and Letters after that as well. If you're interested in really building the skill of visual discrimination, we have a whole game on our website that has 10 different levels of abilities and, and the difficulty. So check out visual discrimination cards on the Little Giant Steps website. Level 7 is really an important level of development. It's called reading dominance. This is when they can start to read a couple of words. And we also look here at their processing, their short-term memory, visual short-term memory. If you're interested in finding out where your child is in short-term memory, go get that free test kit. On the bottom of the home page, on the left of Little Giant Steps, it says free auditory test kit, but it will take you to all the test kits. So just click on that and get your free test kit. Find out where your child is with that visual short-term memory. It should be age appropriate up to their age. So a six-year-old should be able to do six numbers. All those instructions are um, in that kit to tell you about that. And we also look at dominance, which eye the child is using to store information. Next week, we're really going to go into that more when we talk about retrieval of information. So you might want to stay tuned for that. You can also listen to podcast number seven on dyslexia. And even if your child doesn't have that label, it's important information about dominance that could be helpful to you. So we've covered Six levels of very important developmental levels before we get to dominance. There's a lot happening in the visual system, the, these brain pathways that are being built. And as you saw, if the there's hypersensitivity, then it can cause a lot of chaos as well. There's so much that can be accomplished to fix these little glitches that happen with a little consistent work. We really want children and adults to function at a superior level, not just average. So after you get the test kit, it will give you some activities that you can do to help build that visual memory and that can make a huge difference. When the processing and the visual function is better, homeschooling is just a lot easier. As we come to the end of our time together, I just want to go over a few symptoms that you can be on the lookout for for visual processing or visual discrimination. If those aren't working well, your preschooler might have trouble remembering their numbers and their letters and their words. So you want to look past those symptoms of, oh, they can't do this, to why is that happening? Where is the glitch in the visual system? If your child is older and has some of these issues, you might see problems in math. They're not able to line their columns up right or they miss the sign. They thought it was add and it's really multiply. They're going to have trouble with spelling, reading. Sometimes they can't see all the words or they miss the little words or they go to the end of the line and when they come back, they're not on the next line because of some of those issues. You're going to have trouble with visual attention, just paying attention and picking up visual information. And, of course, eye contact. With extreme visual issues, we talked about that, where it can cause autistic kind of symptoms. But the good news is that the brain can change. This is part of the understanding of the neurodevelopmental approach to life that we try to concentrate on when doing these podcasts so that you can look more for the root cause. That's the mission of Little Giant Steps. We offer programs that are individualized to each child or adult to help fulfill their God-given potential. If you're experiencing some of these issues and you want to have some help with that, a place to start the journey of better function, you can go to littlegiantsteps.com forward slash survey. Fill out that survey and give us some information about what you're dealing with and we can give you a more individualized recommendation. There's also going to be a handout here that can give more information about the different types of programs that we have in person or distance programs if you don't live close to where we do evaluations. And there's a really nice discount there that you'll see for supplies if you decide to do one of those programs. If you stay tuned to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, you'll receive more brain coach tips to make life and learning easier. Next week, we'll be discussing that inconsistent recall some children have that often causes conflict in the family and causes all kinds of testing difficulties. Why is it that taking a test is so hard for some individuals? Of course, we're going to give you some solutions as well. So my prayer is that you have more confidence now that you have the power to use the principle of neurodevelopment to make a difference in your child's life. For now, it's the Brain Coach signing off and reminding you that neurodevelopment is a dynamic approach to life at any age. So think differently. The solution is not in the problem.
0: Thank you for your time and attention. We hope and pray You'll return next week for another session with Dr. Jan Bedell, the Brain Coach. The ND Approach for Life is a proven program to increase learning performance naturally. Little Giant Steps is there for you. If you have questions for the Brain Coach, to incorporate the skills and techniques taught in our podcast, please email cj at littlegiantsteps.com. That's C is in Cat, J is in joy at Steps all word.com. So until next time, may the Good Lord bless and keep you. Thank you.